This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Well, good evening. It's good to be here with you all this evening as we celebrate the Feast of the Annunciation, commemorating the visit of the angel Gabriel to Mary and the announcement to her that she will bear God's Son. And I can hardly begin to imagine what must have been going through Mary's head on this day. Not only is she confronted by an angel of the Lord, but the, Lord, the angel greets her by calling her favored one and assures her that the Lord is with her. And then she learns that she is to bear a son, even though she is a virgin and is engaged to Joseph. And not just any son she learns, but Jesus. She's told he will be great, that he will be called the son of the Most High, and will sit on David's throne, and that his kingdom will last forever. And it doesn't even stop there. He goes on to tell her that she will become pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and that the child itself will be holy and will be called the Son of God. How do we, how did she even begin to comprehend this? Talk about an overwhelming and a life-changing encounter. At the surface level alone, it would be enough to give one pause. How is she going to explain to Joseph and to others that she is a pregnant virgin bearing God's only son? God's holy son. Who would believe her? What will people think? What will they say and whisper? In the ancient and patriarchal time of her day, this news would have brought shame, punishment, perhaps even stoning. Now, we all know the rest of the story as well, that her life as mother of Jesus would bring flights for safety, threats from the authorities, and eventually crucifixion and death for her son. While we know in the end that this is all good news, we also know that it will bring Mary much toil and strife and suffering. She must have been fearful, and I'm sure perplexed as we're told, yet she still finds the faith to answer, here I am the servant of the Lord, let it be. Let it be. She surrenders to the message of the angel, to her faith, and to the world-shattering repercussions of what is to come. And we gather tonight to honor and celebrate Mary's faithfulness and also the courage and her role as the bearer of Christ. I think we're also invited on this evening to acknowledge that we have our own encounters with God's messengers. Just as Gabriel appeared as a holy interruption into Mary's life, we have our own visits and encounters. Without holy interruptions, we wouldn't have priests or nuns or missionaries but I also believe that these encounters come in big and small packages. 
Some bring tremendous adjustments and shifts, and some bring smaller changes. But if we're listening, God is calling and sending every one of us. So I invite you all to consider this evening the Gabriel encounters in your own life. Where in your life have you felt God calling and leading you? How have you responded? Where do you have yet to travel? What risks are you willing to take? What's stopping you from responding? Perhaps what's blocking you from hearing God's call? Ultimately, we're meant to discern and to ponder God's call in community and with the help of those around us. Joseph, after all, had his own encounter with the divine, and then together, he and Mary planned for their new future. So as you search for and receive God's call in your own life, I invite you and encourage you to seek counsel and support from those around you. Use community to help you listen for the voice of God and to faithfully discern the way forward. We're all called, and I see evidence of this in our community every day. I see it in our altar guild, and in the choir, and in the, in the musicians, as their work enables us to praise and to worship God. I see it in your efforts to support and care for other parishioners who are sick, or hungry, or grieving, or struggling, I see it as you teach and assist with Sunday school, or read books to elementary age children, or build ramps for those in need. I see it as you welcome and support newcomers and visitors to our community. And I see it as you support the homeless and the refugees in our city. Evidence of God's call on our lives and of our response is all around us if we're willing to look. And part of the way that we can honor and acknowledge Mary's faithfulness is to follow her example. We too must listen for our own encounters with God, moments when we are invited to go deeper into relationship with God and with each other, moments when we are invited to step further into the kingdom. So I encourage you tonight to take time, tonight and every day, to listen for that still, small voice of God, inviting you into relationship and calling you to life-changing encounters with the divine. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.